Well, UN events are underway in full swing in New York City, and one small West African nation is becoming a major player on the Security Council. Sierra Leone is a country that has emerged from crises like a brutal civil war and Ebola to now becoming a leader in the African community, pushing for education and also women's rights. And joining us now here on the Rita Cosby Show is Chernor Ba. He is the Minister of Information and Civic Education for Sierra Leone. And Mr. Minister, it's an honor to have you here. The honor is all mine, Rita. I'm a big fan. Thanks for having me. Well, I know that you also have some good New York ties, right? You're not a a first-timer to uh, New York. Oh, absolutely not. New York City is my second home. I met my wife here. I started my family here. I lived in the city for 12 years. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I, I'll call myself a Harlem guy for sure. Well, and it's wonderful to be able to hear your story and your history and the history of your country, your other beloved home, of course, of Sierra Leone. It's amazing because our listeners may not know so much about it, but it has become a powerhouse. And it's often been referred to, I love this description, as the Athens of West Africa, because it's been on the forefront from so many things, education, medicine. Tell us about sort of the history and what makes it such a special place. Well, Sierra Leone was indeed referred to as the Athens of West Africa because it was, uh, in, for, for many, many years, the premier destination for education. We had the first uh, university in sub-Saharan Africa. We had the first major academic institutions. People from all over um, Africa came to Sierra Leone. It was a place for excellence in education. Um, we, we were pioneers of, as you said, medicine, innovation, uh, just literature in general in the African continent. And also we are pioneers of art for people who are now enjoying what is referred to as uh, Afrobeat, the foundation of Afrobeat for those who are, are frequent uh, visitors of, uh, of Broadway. You must have seen the, the show uh, Fela that was here, but it traced its roots of that music to Sierra Leone. So Sierra Leone was the Athens because it was essentially the, the, the venue for Africa's initial renaissance, if you, if you want to call it that. It was, the, it was a mixture point of just arts and creativity and edu- education and innovation. And everybody, we are talking to the Minister of Information there of Sierra Leone, uh, Minister Chernoba. Uh, Mr. Minister, too, the other thing is it's got such a rich history um, and a richness of minerals, too. I mean, it really is a gem. Um, and it's also, what, slightly smaller than Scotland, uh, but yet it's got a diverse population, too. It, it absolutely does. I mean, I think... Uh, moviegoers will remember the movie uh, Blow Diamond, sadly, uh, because our country was known uh, for its portrayal in that movie because the richness of our natural resources. So we don't just have diamonds, but we have rutile, bauxite, iron ore. So Erleon is, uh, you know, is, it's known for the concentration of a vast amount of natural resources. And as you said, our diversity, diversity. Uh, one of the one of the one of the gems of our country, one of the things we're most proud of, but is pretty understated, is for example, I come from a family where 
My father was a Muslim and my mother is a Christian, and that's not remarkable. Our president is uh, a church-going Christian. He's, he's a Catholic. He's married to a Muslim woman who is a practicing Muslim. We have always been a place for religious tolerance, for ethnic tolerance and diversity. And that's just a part of who we are. And uh, uh, so, yes, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's a place where we've always celebrated our diversity. And it's based on uh, the enlightenment that, that we were known for. And you talked about uh, your president. I know that he recently spoke at the UN to commemorate, I think it was International Day, also to prevent uh, attacks in schools and to allow women's rights. One of the things that was really interesting, I thought, it was to allow pregnant girls to stay in school. Uh, that's something that in some countries is, is controversial. Uh, of course, in America, it happens um, here where we allow that. Um, but you are really advanced, especially in terms of African rights. Talk about why that was so important. As a woman, uh, I love hearing that you are pushing for women's rights. Oh, our president has been a champion for the advancement of the rights of girls. When he became president, Sierra Leone was among many, many African countries that banned pregnant girls from going to school. We had a massive uh, challenge of uh, high levels of teenage pregnancies. Some of it's connected with the conflict. Some of it's connected with Ebola when schools were shut down. And our president inherited this ban and it was defended by everyone as, oh, this is our culture. Pregnant girls are supposed to go to school. And our president said, this is not just not fair, but it is also undermining our development. And he, he didn't just lift the ban and allow pregnant girls to go to school, he's now the champion of what he refers to as radical inclusion, which is we have to remove every barrier that stops particularly females from accessing the fullness of opportunities. So you're right. Today, he was at the United Nations and he was inviting the rest of the world to join him. One of the uh, stories of Sierra Leone that people don't know about is we spend 22% of our national budget Keep in mind, Rita, this is a poor country. This is a country that has so many competing needs. But our president is spending a significant percentage of our national budget on education, on particularly promotion of girls' education. And he was calling on the world to say, look, in the midst of all this crisis, I have continued to invest in human capacity. I've continued to invest in human capital. I've continued to invest particularly in girls' education, that we must come together to make sure that education is a guaranteed right, and especially that it is not deprived of people because of conflict. He told his own story, which is a very inspiring story. He was raised by his own grandmom. At the UN today, I saw that they gave him a a massive standing ovation when he told the story of how the the belief in education by his own grandmom is the reason he's president today, who supported him, and that's why he wants to make sure that particularly female girls, have access to the fullness of opportunities so they can realize their full potential. It is, it is, it is quite a, uh, an inspir- inspirational story. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And also, I know a couple of years ago, right, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he also pushed to have sexual violence survivors on the agenda, which was unusual. Correct. In fact, uh, he's the first leader who declared that sexual violence and rape was a national emergency. He summoned the entire government and said that the rates of sexual violence in our country was so high and that he was not just going to say this is a priority. He declared it as a state of emergency 
so that he will mobilize the full force of the government, mobilize resources, bring together an interministerial um, council. His own wife, the first lady of our country, Madame Fatima Biyo, launched a major campaign, Hands of Our Girls, which is now an, an award-winning international campaign that really pushed for not just to raise awareness on, on why sexual and gender-based violence was so terrible, but so that we will change our laws, we'll increase our investment. We set up a special court just to try to victim. Um, you know, we uh, as a country, um, you know, have also invested in the response making sure that hospitals provided free health care for any woman that came forward, any female that came forward to report sexual and gender-based violence and have a zero-tolerance policy on uh, sexual uh, discrimination and exploitation as well in our schools. So on that issue of uh, trying to tackle the endemic problem of sexual and gender-based violence, our president has been a shining example, um, not, just, not just to Africa, but I dare say to the rest of the world. And finally, Mr. Minister and everybody, we are talking uh, to the Minister of Information and Civic Education from Sierra Leone, uh, Minister Chernoba. Mr. Minister, I know also I mentioned I started out uh, that Sierra Leone, again, a very small country, as you know, uh, is having a huge impact. Uh, they're now with the status of non-permanent member of the U.N. Security Council. Uh, that's a very coveted, elevated status. What does that mean to the country? And also, what is that message to the world from Sierra Leone with having that really pivotal status, especially as we're heading to a huge week with the U.N.? I, I think this is the epitome of the transformation that we are witnessing in our country. We have come from a war-torn Ebola-ravaged country to now a country that's looking up uh, with a president that believes in young people who has passed a a law uh, to ensure that we increase female representation across our governments. We just doubled the percentage of women in our parliament. We just tripled the percentage of women in our cabinet. He's appointed about 10 of his cabinet members are under the age of 40 years. I think Sierra Leone is undergoing this remarkable transformation. So for the first time in uh, over 50 years, we now take a seat at the United Nations Security Council where we can build on the experiences that we've had. We can share to the world that a country that's been through war, a country that's been through this epidemic, a country that's basically been through the, you know, the brink, the abyss of um, every single despair you can think about, but can bounce back and can bounce back by progressive values, by investing in education, by removing barriers that stop women and girls, by standing up for freedom of the press, by standing up for democratic values and justice and equality. I think that's what our new position at the United Nations Security Council embodies for the rest of the world. And that's the story we want to tell, because that's the true story of Sierra Leone, a country that's coming back and that's taking its place. You know, you, you started off by saying we were referred to as the Athens of Africa because we were the des- destination for education and for uh, enlightenment. That's what we want to be known for again. And that's why we, we think being at the United Nations Security Council is the right time because we have the right story. 
know we've got something to contribute to the rest of the world. Well, it is a great and truly inspiring story. Uh, first of all, bravo uh, to you, and also how beautiful that you met your wife in New York. I love the story of the president and the first lady, and bravo to the president's grandmother for inspiring him, obviously, so beautifully, too. Uh, Mr. Minister, it's great to have you here, and I hope to come to your inspiring and beautiful country someday, and really wonderful to have you here. We can't wait to welcome you in Sierra Leone, and thank you for all the amazing work you do as well um, in, 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 uh, as a journalist and, and, and fighting for freedom. Thank you.